Insightful podcasts by informative hosts. Insights into Things, a podcast network. Welcome to Insights into Entertainment, a podcast series taking a deeper look into entertainment and media. Your hosts, Joseph and Michelle Whalen, a husband and wife team of pop culture fanatics, are exploring all things from music and movies to television and fandom. Welcome to Insights and Entertainment. This is episode 148, Swapping the Bobs Again. I'm your host, Joseph Whalen, and my patient and understanding co-host, Michelle Whalen. Hi, everyone. How you doing today, dear? I'm doing okay. How are you? Well, I'm doing all right. Uh, we've we've been out of the loop for a while here with the podcast. Yeah, we uh, sure have. <laughs> It's we've had a lot going on. Yeah, that is true. We've uh, been busy. We've we've had uh, marching band uh, syndrome. We've had COVID syndrome. Um, you can still hear it in my voice, probably that I'm still suffering from a little bit, and this is almost two months after getting it now. Mm, yeah, we're almost two months. <clears throat> almost now. two months now. So it's I'm still reeling from its effects. Mm. Um, given the severity I had it with, I'm. Kind of glad I got my shots, all the shots that I did. I was I did. just going to say, you know, we were we were all very fortunate to have all been vaccinated and boosted. And we were just about so close to getting our, our next round of boosters. And then we all kind of got sick. And yeah, that kind of put things on the, the back burner. But fortunately... We all had a, a very mild case. You know, we were all very fortunate. Um, you know, unfortunately, you are still reeling with it, but not as bad as it, it could have been, obviously. Right. And we have, uh, we have marching band to thank for that. We're pretty sure we got it from marching band. <laughs> <clears throat> Such a happy family activity. Yeah. So, but a lot of stuff has happened. There's a lot to talk about. We're not going to get to everything today. We are going to talk about... Uh, really two big things that happened in entertainment, one being the changing of the bobs. Which happened actually on, on the same day, the the finale of... Oh, right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, so, so kind, we'll, kind we'll, of funny how it happened that way. We'll be talking about Disney rotating the bobs again. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, The Walking Dead and uh, their series finale and the impact and the future of that. Uh, and then we had a couple of events. One we just attended this weekend uh, that I did not grab any of the pictures from you to, to put up for. So theater of the mind for our viewing audience right. this time around. We'll describe everything in detail <laughs> for you. So the stick around for the, for the last segment. We'll, we're going to talk about some of the stuff that we've been uh, attending recently. But uh, before we do that, I do want to take a moment to... Uh, ask you to subscribe to the podcast. You can find both audio and video versions of all of our podcasts listed as Insights in Entertainment. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, 
I don't think we're on Stitcher. Stitcher doesn't do video. Uh, neither does Spotify, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Probably should redo that list, huh? So you can find audio versions listed as insights <laughs> and entertainment under all of those. <clears throat> but video versions have, uh, our insights in a thing has video and audio. When you can find it, where you can find it. Right. Um, I would also ask you to write in, give us your feedback. Tell us how bad I'm doing today. <laughs> Because I'm a little out of practice. Uh, give us your show suggestions or, or conventions or other events in your area you'd like us to talk about. You can email us at comments at insightsintothings.com. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash insights underscore things. Or we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash insights into things podcast. Or you can find all those links and more on our official website at insightsintothings.com. Shall we get into it? Sure. Here we go. So, the changing of the bobs. This was uh, some some very interesting news that um, I know a lot of fans of Disney were hoping for some big change to happen, and last month, it, it happened. So Bob Iger was probably one of the most successful CEOs in history of the Walt Disney Company. And now it seems that he's returning um, back to run the media empire. Um, and this was very shocking news that basically dropped Sunday, uh, November 20th at night. And what was interesting about this was that when all the other changes that have been happening with Disney um, in a lot of cases, cast members um, were finding out about it after the fact. Um, you know, information in, in most cases about the different layoffs and, and things. Um, all people were finding out about it through social media after the fact. And a lot of the cast members were very upset that, you know, they didn't get any sort of notice ahead of time. And Sunday night, um, or, uh, I guess it was uh, early Sunday night, an email actually went out to all of the cast members. So cast members were actually the first ones to know about As they should be. all of these changes. So that was definitely a step in the right direction that so many of the cast members actually actually felt. Um, now, Bob Chepik, who replaced Iger in 2020, was actually stepping down immediately. It was like effective that night. Um, all of the website information updated. It was almost like Chepik didn't even exist um, after the fact. Um, you know, it was uh, Susan Arnold, who was the chairman of the board, had said in a statement that night, uh, you know, we thank Bob Chepik for his service to Disney over his long career, including navigating the company through the unexpected challenges of the pandemic. The board has uh, concluded that as Disney embarks on an increasingly complex period of in, in industry transformation, Bob Iger is uniquely situated to lead the company through this pivotal period. Translation, Bob Chappick sucks and we're bringing Iger back right. until we figure it out. And what was funny was, you know, literally the next day, the stock's you know, had gone up 9%, uh, you know, um, still didn't make it up to, still know, didn't make it, it up to where they were during all of this, but definitely you're seeing, um, you know, some of the changes, um, from what 
you could see online and, you know, social media, cast members were elated by it. Because there wasn't anybody who wasn't elated. You know what? By there, it. it was. There Even were very. Champic got a golden, golden well, parachute. Well, yeah, he got a golden away. parachute. But that's the thing is that so many people were, you know, because I think one of the other things that was kind of looming was there was another layoff that was that right. was going to be looming, and now, as far as I know, none of that is is in place. Now, granted, how long is it going to take for certain changes to to go into effect? That's what will be interesting to see. And how many things that Chepik started are going to be undone, Um, you know, because we know they're not going to get rid of certain things. But are they going to start modifying? Well, and let's face it, you know, he comes in if you want to. If you want to play devil's advocate, you can say, oh, well, he came in during the pandemic mm-hmm. and that was really what burned him. But in reality, a lot of companies, everybody went through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of companies didn't go into the pandemic with the same balance sheet that Disney did. Right. And somehow, Chappic manages to wipe out 36% of that budget sheet. After doing all the layoffs that he did, mm-hmm. all the cutbacks that he did, all the penny pinching that he did, right? He still managed to lose thirty six percent. That's just an astounding level of incompetence that I don't think you've seen in business. You know, since somebody bought a company for forty four billion dollars and lost twenty billion dollars the next day on it. Yeah, yeah. Twitter being that company, obviously. <laughs> um, so. Nobody was sad to see Chappick go. No. no. Even Chappick wasn't because he just got his contract renewed. Right. So you know he's getting paid for his full contract. Mm -hmm. You know he's getting a golden parachute to just walk away and not say anything. Right, right. So he's set for life at this Mm -hmm. point in time. He basically stepped in crap and he's set for life now. Yeah. What Disney, I think, is scared of is they've only got Bob Iger for two years. Right. So they need to groom a new successor in two years to have him ready. Right. Who's that successor going to be? Well, and that's the thing is there have been a couple of different um, articles that have come out with, you know, the proposed, you know, hey, this person's, you know, ready to come up and this person's ready to come up. So it definitely sounds like it's going to be somebody that's already in the Disney Corporation, whether or not it's somebody that's well known by, you know, other people problem was Chepik was from the corporation too so well Chepik was from parks right but he was still and that was what he ended up hurting right. you know that so much of targeted the most right which is kind of shocking where if that's where he was from but then of course he also you had everything that happened with scarlett johansson and you had well yeah he you know, screwed the pooch on of, that one too right so <clears throat> there was so much that that got hurt along the way of everything well, basically too. Anything he touched, he screwed up. Right, right. All he the had streaming to do, okay? And, right. You're coming in as the head of a company mm-hmm. that literally prints money. It's got more money than God. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is not screw up. Right. And all he did was screw up. Right, right. Everything he got involved with, he screwed up. Mm-hmm. So to see him gone is a good thing. <clears throat> My concern is... Who were the people that picked him in the first place? Right. They should be gone, too, because of mm-hmm. how poor a judgment they had. Right, right. 
Because if they're involved in picking the next successor, you're back in the same boat. So where are you going to go with that? Yeah, so it'll be, you know, interesting to see. It's two years, and a lot can happen in two years. And, you know, obviously not as much will will be undone because i i don't think they're he doesn't have time to right he doesn't have time to undo it he's got to correct the ship right now and right. get it back on course get a successor going right he doesn't have the luxury of going back and retconning all the stuff that chepic screwed up right so you know again h- how how quickly things will happen that will you know will will be you know left to see and and maybe we'll actually be going sooner than you know there is a chance you know i'll concede the point that there is a chance that we may be going back sooner than i had originally anticipated right because i even was was under the notion you know after we were just there in the summer i was like yeah i don't know if i want to go back it was literally the first time i felt i didn't get my money's worth at disney Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and i've I've bitched and complained about disney from day one because Mm -hmm. of oh absolutely various things Mm -hmm. yeah and 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 i agree Iger, you know i was down on Iger for the longest time Mm -hmm. because i think he was completely overpaid now he comes back now and he's basically he was making about 54 with compensation Mm -hmm. right so his compensation package right now is about 24 so he's half of what he was at before Mm -hmm. and that's the vast majority of it is incentive based. Right, right. So he's got to do something to mm-hmm. turn the company around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but as much as I was down on him before, you you really can't knock him for some of the stuff that he did. I mean, mm-hmm. he had probably one of the longest list of accomplishments of any D- Disney CEO ever. Right, right. I mean, this guy had more wins than Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. He he was just literally the golden child. And that was 15 years mm-hmm. <clears throat> as CEO right? with a total of, I think it was 50 years or something like that with the company I in general. So. Close to it. I mean, some of the stuff that he went down, Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. Pixar, Marvel, Marvel. These are all the acquisitions that he made. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was incredible some of the stuff that he's done. Two years coming back, though? I mean, that's a... It's amazing how much damage Chapek did in the short time. How yeah. long was he there? 999 days, according to uh, <laughs> a bunch of different people, which, you know. And he did a lot of damage in that amount of time. Yeah. And and granted, yes, totally understand. Pandemic, that put a lot of strain. But I think that's where you needed to kind of... You know, everybody else is going through all these hard times. Don't put the hard times on something that is expendable, really. You know, nobody needs to go on vacation. You know, they want to go on vacation. And that should have been where you had, you know, less of a strain. And what he ended up doing was raising prices, you know for for so much of the stuff that it basically became a place for only the 1% to go. Yeah. You know, they they, they didn't really care about the the value resorts. They didn't care about you know the person that you know the locals who want to go and escape, you know, a couple of hours a day. 
They wanted the people who were willing to to spend, you know, a week there in their high-end places, you know, the, the Star Wars resort. Like, that's been... That big, giant middle finger to the fans. Yeah, really. And you have people that are like, all right, I did it once. I don't need to ever really do it again. Oh, well, and those, I also... At those prices, you And can. I spent $6,000 for it. Like, that's... That's insane for when I could go on a week's cruise for for that amount of money. Why would I want to spend two days in an all immersive? Ooh, where now, you know, there have they have so much opening where it's like, all right, well, now it's this whole immersive thing. But if nobody else is there, who's there? Who are you going to immerse with? (laughs) Who are you going to play along with? Well, and Um, that was that was one of the problems that they had with the, the shift in philosophy. Right. And that shift in philosophy left people like us and a lot of other people mm-hmm. who we've been we've gone down three times in one year. Right. Whenever you've conned me into buying season passes. And whoa, if you go three times, we get our money's worth. I get my money's worth by not buying the season passes in the first <laughs> place. But for people like us, it it wasn't practical for us mm-hmm. to go down. Right. And they continued raising prices three times. Mm-hmm. Now, every year they raise their prices, and it's expected, right. whether it's justified or not. Three times this year, this calendar year, mm-hmm. they've raised their prices. Mm-hmm. They just raised them again on the local mm-hmm. uh, season passes. Right. That's insane. Right. So not only are they raising their prices at an enormous rate, and we're not talking 1%, 2%. We're talking 10%. 13% in some instances. Right. They haven't brought back anywhere near the stuff that they had taken right. out. Right. So you still don't get the ambiance. You don't get the experience. You don't even get, like, some of the stalls are closed down. Right. You know, when we were there, we went through Magic Kingdom. You've got you've got stalls that, that are not stalls, but stores. Right. Entire stores are shut down. It literally looks like well, that a was slum like when in, we were, in Disney. We noticed it more so in Hollywood Studios, the one backlot area right. where the Little Mermaid show, that's been closed, so there's nothing there. Then they had the, the little gift shop that was there. That's completely closed. The Playhouse Disney, that's closed. They had a couple of characters, but that was really it. And that whole area used to have a, a whole bunch of stuff then back where uh the muppet store was when you leave the the muppet movie that's closed so they have all these stores you know and all these areas where there's nothing there so you kind of walk through and you're kind of like this is kind of creepy and and deserted and and like you said too magic kingdom it's um, like Disneyland, the inner city experience or something. You right. Know? And then, of course, I'm you... waiting to see like graffiti on the walls at some point. <laughs> and then, and you know, and then you have Epcot with all the construction that was going on, which, hey, that's great. But again, like we've said before, you have all this construction and I'm still paying full price right. for things that aren't open and right. things that are closed. Like, hmm, maybe you should give me a discount. Yeah, no, but instead they're finding new things for you to pay for. Mm -hmm. Well, you need to pay for your magic bands now. We don't get any for free. You got to pay for your parking now, which it still blows my mind why you have to pay for parking at at Disney. If you're a resort guest. If you're a resort. It makes no sense whatsoever to me. You got to pay for your refills now, too, because, oh, you got to chip the cup. And it's like, 
How many different ways are you going to nickel and dime people? And then Genie Plus. And, oh, you that, know, that, that whole waste thing, of but, time yeah. and effort and money. It's just, yeah. And this is this is just the parks. This is just how he screwed the parks up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This isn't even outside of that, the movies and the, the right. terrible uh, television that they're churning out on Disney Plus now just to say that they have fresh content. Right, which supposedly that's one of the things that, Iger is, you know, like, okay, we don't need to have a new, you know, Star Wars series every six months right, or, right. you know, like there's too much. Let's kind of yeah. turn we back. Don't, we on, don't need a 12 episode series of a show that we only needed two episodes of. Right. Right. So. So. Anyway, the Bobs are back again. At least Iger is. Right. One Ch- Bob. Ch- Chappic is sitting on a beach somewhere laughing it up now. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious where he winds up. Like, where can you go after ha- after after literally nosediving the company for the entire time you're there? Who's going to hire you at that point in time? Somebody will. I'm sure there's some small entertainment company that would would be willing to to take him on, or you know, something. Just to have the name, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, hopefully it gets better. Yeah. We're, we're holding out hope. Yep, absolutely. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about some Walking Dead. We'll be right back. For over seven years, the Second Sith Empire has been the premier community guild the online game Star Wars The Old Republic. With hundreds of friendly and helpful active members, a weekly schedule of nightly events, annual guild meet and greets, and an active community both on the web and on Discord. The Second Civ Empire is more than your typical gaming group. We're family. Join us on the Star Forge server for nightly events such as operations, flashpoints, world boss hunts, Star Wars trivia, guild lottery, and much more. Visit us on the web today at www.thesecondsithempire.com. Welcome back to Insights into Entertainment, and now we're going to talk a little bit about Walking Dead. So for the longest time, 11 years now, 10 years ten, now? 10 seasons. Well, it was 11 seasons. 10 total. seasons now, Walking Dead was what's been described as the flagship of AMC. It, it really was the anchor show for AMC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it spawned numerous spinoffs already. Um, finally came to a close. Yeah. Um, very different ending than what the comics had. I mean, the, the series itself had diverged from the comics quite some time back. Um, I I think it's like when I think of series finales, the one that always sticks out in my mind is MASH. Mm, Right. You know, the number of people that watched that was like record breaking. It was like people around the world watched it. I don't think Walking Dead had nearly those numbers. Why do you think that is? If it was such an important show on AMC, 
have viewing habits changed? Is AMC not a major player in the entertainment of this type of thing? I'm not sure because I, I haven't, I didn't look to see what the stats were for it ending. Um, but I know viewership over the years had dropped because I actually had friends who were, you know, diehard Walking Dead fans and got to a certain point where it was like, yeah, no, I'm done and kind of checked out maybe halfway through, you know, the, the 10 year span, 11 year span of it um, and just kind of got burnt out with it or it got a little too dark for them, uh, you know, w- with everything that was going on and and they kind of you know were like yeah no i'm i'm done with it and some people kind a of zombie a zombie apocalypse during a zombie apocalypse with covid well, and that's, it wasn't the best well thing. and that's the thing but i'm talking about even before you know covid and 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 things like that you know that that there were some people that just kind of like checked out um but it was interesting to to see the couple of different documentaries that they they did you know, talking about the fans and, and, and how a show about, you know, survival and, and, and the apocalypse brought families together because you ended up getting people who normally wouldn't sit down to watch a television show together, watching a television show and becoming friends with people online because they were watching it. And that was kind of how you started watching it because you weren't interested in watching it when, when I started watching it. Um, yeah. Zombie shows really are not, not really my thing. Right. But it's funny because as I kind of watched over my shoulder while you were watching it, it, it became very apparent that it was a zombie show that had very little to do with zombies. Right. Because it was really about human survival and human interaction and how, and do how we, terrible human beings, how terrible <laughs> we are in, in a crisis situation and who rises above and, and you know, who becomes strong and who becomes weak and, and what skill sets do you have to, to bring you forward? Right. You know, w- w- how are you marketable? you know, in this new environment. What's um, your resume in the zombie apocalypse look like? Not so good. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> you know, and so that's what I think was, was kind of interesting. Cause again, that was one of the things when I started watching it, there was a friend of mine um, where we would watch it t- together and we would text while, you know, like, Oh my God, did you see that? Da, 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 da. And then it got to a certain point where they didn't watch it anymore. And, I used to watch it, you know, in the living room. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go downstairs and watch it on the big TV. And that's when, you know, you weren't sitting there watching it. You were, you know, on your computer and you would kind of, you know, you'd look over and then you finally, you know, sat with me and, and you'd ask questions. Who's that? Who's this? You know, and then you decided, well, I have to watch it from the beginning. And you started season one. And that was uh, that was a painful trek going all the way back to season one, watching it from season one, episode one, all the way through. I think I started with watching with you in season seven, seven I think. Maybe. Um, and, and it's funny because... I binged all those seasons inside of, I think, two months. Right. And what was so funny was you figure it had been seven, eight years since I saw it. So there were things that I really didn't 
remember because it was one of those right. things where once I watched an episode, I never watched it again. I didn't go back. Well, and, 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 and it's a good thing I binged it because if I had to suffer through that whole season <laughs> walk that. up to walkabout yeah. with with Terminus and everything, if I had to suffer through an entire season like that, I would have stopped watching the show. And that's and again, I think that you have people who maybe didn't start watching it at the beginning and did what you did and binged because it kept their interest because they knew, oh, well, the good stuff is coming. Right. You know, I, I, well, and then, and then I, I, I did the extra homework and I went out and I read on the Walking Dead Wikipedia, Wikipedia, right. The summaries for every single one of the comics for right. every edition of the and comics. That was actually so before. Was it before? No, because I think I started reading the comics. You were reading them first because you were reading the compendiums first. Right. I was reading because I had two of the compendiums. So I right. got up to, you know, the Glenn stuff. So I knew that was coming. And again, what was nice was there were certain things that were happening that I knew about, but I didn't know about and, and things like that. And that's how a lot of the, the fans were, because there were a lot of fans that went back and started reading the comments or comics or had read the comics to begin with and now wanted to see the show. So it was nice when there were things that were different to kind of keep you on edge. Yeah. And then of course you have the whole Glenn thing where everyone's like, Oh, this is when Glenn goes. And then all of a sudden Abraham goes too. And you're like, what that? Well, and you know, to the show's credit, they didn't pop his eyeball out like they did in the comics. Well, that was well, that was Glenn. That was Glenn. Popped his eyeball. Right. Out. So that's where, and that's where a lot of people were like, "Nope, I'm done." Because now, but I think that was good because then at least you didn't have a full blueprint of. And that was the thing. Like it was, was to watch ahead. It stuck pretty close to the comics up to that point, and that was mm -hmm. where the the big diversion started right. happening. And that's where you now, had the divide. Granted, of, of you people. started out with characters in the show that weren't in the comics. Right. You had character development with, like, Carol that was completely different. Mm hmm And that was freaky, the interaction with, with her and Rick and his wife. And right. that was weird stuff in the comics. Right. You didn't get any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think, ultimately, it's funny, characters that didn't make it, either didn't exist in the comics or didn't make it very far in the comics wind up being the ones that are right, there in that the lived end. you know in the end yeah and are, and are getting their own spin-off right and now are getting their own spin-off so yeah kind of you know it, it i think it you still had a lot of people that watched and you know but again because it it's broken off into a couple of different um you know spin-offs it's it's not going going away anytime soon obviously um you know from and what we honestly what we've i think i think that was one of the things that was very anticlimactic for me was all right so the walking dead is 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 done this is the end of the walking dead except for these other two shows that are going on these two new shows that are coming out and it was like it's not over right because you know because technically it was very straight like when when mash was over they had mash spinoffs but right. they were the characters in completely different modes mm -hmm. you know like you had the after mash where they came back to the states and they were in a hospital or something like that so it wasn't 
the same type of storylines where they're still in the zombie apocalypse. Right. They're just in a different town or a right. different Right, the zombie apocalypse hasn't ended. You have, you know, one group that's going up to New York. You have another person that's crossing the Atlantic and getting to France. I don't know how he's getting his I, motorcycle there. I don't know how he's doing that either and then you have you know the the ongoing story of the of fear the walking dead i don't even know where they are now because that was one show that i only saw two seasons of and and you know i kind of stopped watching that one and then you have you know the one show um uh uh world beyond that was just a two season and that was it. Well, and I think the problem you run into with World Beyond is they establish a quasi civilization. Right. A military based quasi civilization mm-hmm. there that is huge. Right. And dominant. And you've yet to see that really spill into any of the other ones. Right. It spills yet, a little into The Walking Dead with the, the Rick and stuff like that. Right. You see because now a character that's going to. Right. So now we're going to see. So really, kind of World Beyond was setting up the Rick and Michonne. Right. Now, from what we knew, Rick, the Rick storyline, because we knew Rick was still alive, you know, the, they hadn't. You know, they alleged that he was still alive. Right. Everything that had been planned was that was supposed to be a bunch of movies. Right. Well, now right. the movies got scratched and now it's going to be a, a limited, series. A limited series. Right. So now we're going to find out, okay, so what the heck happened? And obviously we know it had something to do with the military operation that was part of World Beyond. So that was kind of like World Beyond was really setting up the whole Rick and Michonne storyline, right. you know, with that, the whole going to New York thing. We don't know why that was happening and why the two people, you they know, they got to have Kurt Russell show up <laughs> as snake Plissken <laughs> to really funny. make it work. That would be funny. But that, that's the thing is why is it Negan and, um, which they don't establish by the end of the right. season finale. Right, series because the finale. only thing that we find out from the series finale is Rick and Michonne are, you know, th- like, basically that was it. We don't know why Daryl is going to France. We don't know why, um, you know, Negan and, um, why can't I think of her name? Maggie. Maggie, thank you, are going to New York because we know, you know, at the end, Negan is married. He has a kid on the way. Is she part of the thing that they end up, you know, and, and that's the other thing too, is because they finished walking dead with kind of, all right, we've taken the town back. We've, you know, we've, we've gotten rid of the bad guy and, you know, now everything should be good. So why does everybody need to go off? Right. You know, like you finally are in a good place why you leave <laughs> yeah given 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 the reputation over 11 seasons it's entirely possible that ezekiel kicks them out because they seem yeah. to ruin everything yeah they, they you know touch. what maybe it's They're not like, hey, them you guys are related to bob chapik aren't you <laughs> you need to get out so yeah uh, you know it'll be interesting you know to uh, to see um you know so you have the three new series. So you have Walking Dead Daryl Dixon, 
Which, I really hope they come up with a better title than that. You know, and now the other thing, too, that we from I guess it was from World Beyond was the the fast zombies, you know, the, well, the you ones in climb- France. Right. You got climbers, you got the climbers, you got runners and you got the ones that can open doors you got the, now. Yeah, you got the articulated ones or guys that can pick stuff up. Right. So what is it that makes him want to go to 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 France? Now, that was also supposed to be. Um, where Carol, Carol was originally right. supposed to be going with him, but because they were actually filming in France, which seemed which seemed kind of odd during you know this whole time period, um, why you wouldn't just do you know a set or something right. and stay stateside, she's not going. So they had to kind of redo that whole story uh, storyline. Then you have the Walking Dead Dead City. Which is the one with Maggie and and Negan again? Very L- odd Lauren couple. Lauren Cowan, who by the way is from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Right, she was right born our, in right Cherry in our, Hill, our New Jersey. Um, and then obviously we have the currently untitled series, which will feature Rick and Michonne, which we've you know they kind of hinted at that during the last episode right. of of The Walking Dead. Plus, you have the returning of Fear the Walking Dead. Right. Um, World Beyond, again, was just a two-episode thing, uh, two, two seasons, seasons and, and that was it. So, Yeah, so Walking Dead's over, but long live but the Walking really Dead. <laughs> long live the Walking Dead. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see where we wind up with it. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if they're worth watching moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, So we're going to take another quick break. We'll be back and we're going to talk about some of the things we've been doing as far as pop culture-y, seasonally type stuffy stuff. (laughs) We'll be right back. Insights into Teens, a podcast series exploring the issues and challenges of today's youth. Talking to real teens about real teen problems. Explore issues from braces to puberty, social anxiety to financial responsibility. Each week, we talk about the topics concerning today's youth. We look at how the issues affect teens, how to cope with these issues, and how parents, friends, and loved ones can help teens handle these challenges. Check out our video episodes on youtube.com backslash insights into things. Catch our audio versions on podcast.insightsintoteens.com or on the web at insightsintothings.com. Welcome back to Insights into Entertainment. So we've been out and about. We had two things actually on the show notes today, but we have a third one to add to it from last week. The first one was we attended the very first Monster Mania at Oaks, Greater Philadelphia. I think they've actually done one there before. We had, well, we did the outside one. We did the outside one. I thought they've done one there before but for some reason i thought this was the first one i don't it was our first one it was our so we'll we'll We'll, just go with that we'll go with that it was our first one um and uh, monster mania has always been kind of one of our our uh one of our local uh conventions that we 
We're not married to it. We don't go to it every to time. It. We, we, we <clears throat> were going kind of like, uh, maybe we'll go. The biggest problem with Monster Mania was the the venue. Yes. For, because they would do it in Cherry Hill. They would do a Maryland version um, as well. And the problem with the Cherry Hill is that it was at a, a nice hotel, but unfortunately, hardly any parking, very crowded area. They did finally start kind of spreading it out throughout the years. But again, just... In yeah, general, you were, you were even, on top of each other, right? Yeah. Even pre-pandemic, you were very much on top of each other, and and you know, parking just not being, you know. And I, I always felt bad for anybody that was actually staying there as a guest yeah. and had no idea what was what well, was I, going on. I think I told you years ago. I had a friend of mine who uh, he had a cousin or or somebody who was attending a wedding reception the same weekend oh, and they come down off the elevator and they're getting ready to go to the wedding reception and wherever the ballroom was. And all they see is all these people dressed in horror costumes walking out to go, to go to the conventions. Like, I guess that makes a heck of an impression. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, so it's one that we didn't always go to because of, you know, the venue and, and knowing, oh, my God, it's going to take us forever to find parking. Well, and it was also a little high price for the for the experience. Right. It was we never really attended the panels and it was always a well, pain and they to really get didn't there. have too many panels. They, like would, they would do, do a, couple of, a couple of shows and that was really, <clears throat> really it. Um, so this time they were doing it at Oaks, which is probably our favorite venue uh, of all the venues one because it's very spacious whatever we've been to has not felt crowded we've done retrocon there we did the greater philadelphia retrocon we did the greater philadelphia <laughs> expo there um and now we can add uh monster mania as well one free parking tons of parking um and it's such a big venue that they usually have more than one event going on at a time. And you don't feel like there's more than one event going on at, at, at a time. Um, the good news is because they had such a good turnout, they are going back to Oaks next year. Um, we did do um, during, I guess it was last summer or before the summer uh, last May, they had done an outdoor um, it was basically a flea market. It was like a sweat lodge. <laughs> it was a sweat lodge. Um, so it was nice to see them, you know, back here inside. Um, and what was nice was the, the one area they had a whole bunch of celebrities. Um, so that if you wanted to partake it was, in, uh, in it that. It was set up in such a way that you had very organized, very large aisles for your vendors. Yes. Nothing was crowded. You had an entire other area for your panels. Mm-hmm. With plenty of seating, right? You and didn't it have was, to sign up for any of them. You could right. just walk into the panels. Right, and all the panels were. It was actually open air, so you know if you happen to be walking by, it was like, oh, right. so and so speaking. We're like, oh, well, then we'll they sit had down the for a little bit. Celebrities in the back room. They had the food off to the side. It was so well done. I mean, of all the conventions that we've gone to, I think it was probably one of the best layouts that they've had mm -hmm. yeah. of all the conventions we've gone to. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was very happy with the experience. I was very happy with the fact that I wasn't elbowing people left mm -hmm. and right. 
plenty of space. Very well done. We'll definitely be going and back. And again, like I said, they've already booked it. They they signed their contract. And the number of and, vendors. They must have had yeah. you know, 30-40% more vendors there than they than they do cuz you can you can house that many there. Right. Right. They couldn't house that many in Cherry Hill. Yeah. So definitely, you know, if, if you're a fan of, of the monster conventions, this is definitely one. That Even if you're a fan of just pop culture because mm-hmm. of the n- increased number of vendors. Yeah. It wasn't just horror stuff. Right. Right. Which was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they have, you know, a couple of, you know, other vendors there, you know, selling stuff coffee and and pickles and and other things yeah but you had sci-fi there you had typical pop culture you had movie stuff there right because you always you you know toy vendors there right because you usually always get a vendor who not only has their sci-fi or their horror stuff but you know they have their their other stuff you know as well so so before we move on to the next one on the list let's talk about what we did this weekend since we're on a convention kick sure so uh for our second year in a row now we have gone down to maryland and gone to ocean city comic con um you found out about this a couple of years ago through a co-worker whose husband happens to uh be one of the um one of the organizers. One of the of organizers it. of it. Who, he also happens to be a local artist down there as well. And that's how he got involved with right, it. Right. So that's how he got involved with it. Um, so last year was the first year that, that we went. We made a weekend of it because we don't live that close uh, to, to and we had so much fun. I broke a rib down there. So, <laughs> so much didn't, fun. Didn't have that much fun this time around. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> it, you know, but what's nice is they do it around this time of year. And there's other things going on Mm -hmm. during the the time of year. So if you do want to make a weekend getaway, there's other things to do. Um, A number of the restaurants are are open. Uh, It's it's not going to be as crowded and busy as it is during the summer. You don't have as many of, uh, like, it's more of the big hotels that are open. Uh, You know, the little small mom and pop ones aren't available, but the bigger resorts are. Um, There's one of the resorts that partners uh, with the comic con. So if you book through them, you get a, a, a a discount, the grand resort and spa, (laughs) even though nothing with the spa is open during, (laughs) no, nor is it particularly grand either. So, well, I think the room, the room we were in this time looked like it had been renovated versus the the it's last possible. you know the last year. Um, but Winterfest is going on at that time. Uh, SantaCon, so, you can you can do a pub crawl with a bunch of drunk and, Santas. And SantaCon was going on that weekend as well, where I don't know if they do it on purpose, but it SantaCon was going on last year yep. uh, the same time, so that was that was kind of interesting. Uh, the boardwalk, a bunch of you know, the, the boardwalk stuff is open. As long now as you're it not is, hungry, you're not going to get food on the boardwalk. Unless you just want fries. fries. Um, but they're not open terribly late, so you can't do the convention, you know, till 5 o'clock and think, oh, well, now I'm going to go to the right. boardwalk for a couple of hours. So you do have to kind of look to see what time, you know, places are, are open to. We tried two new places uh, to eat. Absolutely. And both were were really good, so we would highly, you know, recommend that. So again, you know, for us, it's about a two and a half hour ride, um, and 
makes a nice little, you know, weekend, you know, getaway. So so, so this year they actually expanded the show mm-hmm. floor. They had 30% more space here. They opened up a back room. Uh, I have it on good authority that they're going to be expanding it again next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they improved their food process. They improved their ticketing process. Mm-hmm. They're looking into doing online ticketing sales uh, next year as well to speed that process up. We were very fortunate. We bought them at the hotel mm-hmm. uh, ahead of time, so we were able to get right in. Um, they also are looking not next year, but possibly the following year to expand it to two days. So what's really nice is it's a it's a great convention and it's a convention that they're taking the profits and pouring it back into it and making it better and mm-hmm. better. Yeah. So just over two years of going, we've seen it get better. Mm-hmm. And they're making it even better after that. So it's it's a, you know, it's a local convention run by locals, but it's people who are passionate. Right. It's local artists who are running mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So they know what a convention needs to have to be successful. Right, right. Um, so it's kind of a breath of fresh air to see that kind of mm-hmm. thing it's not some corporate conglomeration who's just out there churning out conventions right. to make money it's people who are there at the conventions which you can really tell the difference yeah absolutely and one of the things that you know that we commented on and when you had talked to you know your your coworker about it they you know said yeah that that was kind of the point most conventions that you go to you have, you know, here's this vendor aisle and this vendor aisle and here's all of our artists. We kind of put them in artist alley, you know, away. And you have a lot of people that never even go down artist alley right. because they don't they're not interested in all of that. And, you know, and and in some cases it's a shame because there's some really good artists there, you know, that that just want to be recognized. And what was nice was here they mixed them in yeah. with everybody else. So it wasn't a, here is just the, the vendor selling this and here's just the people doing this. Here's a mix of, of everything. Absolutely. So you'd have, you know, an artist next to somebody else. So if it was something that you weren't interested in the artist, okay, so you walk right past them or you, you know, give a nod and you look at the next person or maybe because you're looking at the one vendor, oh, there's an artist here. Oh, let me look and see see what you have. So that was kind of nice that it was kind of blended yeah. a little bit better than some of the other, you know, conventions that we've yeah. gone to. So Ocean City Comic Con, definitely recommend it again. Uh, before we do go, let's talk seasonal stuff. Sure. We've done one so far. We may be doing another one this weekend. What did we do so far? So we did Night of Lights at Creamy Acres. Um, so this was one that when they started doing the lights, it was only a wagon ride through. You you weren't driving through. So you had to, to be in one of their wagons riding through. And then with the pandemic, they changed it over so that you could drive your own car. Um, so this year they actually brought back the wagons, but you're still able to drive your car through, um, which is nice because then you don't have to, you know, especially if it's cold or the weather is questionable, you don't have to worry about. Or if their music is terrible. Right. <laughs> then you can listen to your own music. Uh, so this is one that that we we've done uh, the past couple of years. It's a little local uh, for us. Um, And what's nice is after, you know, you're done going through, they do have a little shop area. Uh, You can go and see Santa. 
Uh, they do have uh, fire pits now because I think last year, I don't know if they had, I don't think they were doing fire pits just yet. No. I can't remember. So they had fire pits. You could buy a little s'mores kit, which was four bucks or something to make two s'mores. But hey, you know, but they had a little bit more food um, available. They had like a bakery, uh, a bakery area. And then they had, you know, like um, cheesesteaks and uh, chicken fingers and, you know, some fried stuff. Um, all that Christmassy food. All that Christmassy food. And then they have a couple of characters, you know, walking around. <laughs> creepy, creepy, <laughs> creepy characters. characters. Um, but it's nice because it's a it's a local farm that that does this. Uh, you can buy your tickets online or you can buy them uh, there. And, you know, a nice little enjoyable drive through, uh, you know, Christmas light uh, display. Yep. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. What, what are we doing this weekend? Uh, so we are probably, depending on what the weather is, I'm guessing maybe Shady Brook. Yeah, probably. Um, we also are fortunate enough that Diggerland, which they they happen to do a drive through one um, as well. So maybe we'll we'll give them a, a try. Um, well, and Shady Brook is probably the biggest in our area. That one's up in Bucks County. Right. Pennsylvania. Right, that one's further for us to to go to, and depending on what the weather is like. And usually, what we'll do is, if it's a decent day, we'll go up. We'll right. hit Peddler's Village. Mm-hmm. We'll stay there. We'll hit there in late afternoon. They turn their lights on right. fairly early. You get to enjoy those lights, mm-hmm. and then on the way home, we drive. We'll and... hit. We'll hit Shady Shady Brook. Right, and if <clears throat> you know, because I think the last time we went, I think it started raining. When we got done, so we didn't do any of the fire pits because that's another thing, too, is they started having fire pits, but you actually had to make reservations or they had private. They had private ones, you ones could do, but yeah. they had they public, had public ones, ones, too. We had to fight for a couple cheeks on the bench. Right, right. So, so we'll, we'll see. We'll so see how it goes. It's always it's always that fun part of fighting around the fire <laughs> that we love to do around the holidays. But now we have our own, you know, uh, fire pit. So <clears throat> right. We, we have can, to assemble that this We have to assemble that this Find weekend. stuff to burn. Where we throw in furniture <laughs> and stuff in there. <laughs> so if you got anything you need to burn. Yeah. You know, bring it over. Just make sure it it's over. cut down real small. Right, right. not a big pit. So... Anyway, I think that's all we had for uh, the show this week. Hopefully, we'll be back on, on our regular cadence moving forward now. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see about that. Uh, I, I took a couple of weeks off because I just wasn't feeling up to it. So right, right. Moving forward, hopefully, we'll be a little more. Before we do go, though, I do want again, once again, want to uh, ask you to subscribe to the podcast. You can find audio and video versions of our podcast listed as insights into things we're available on pandora castro stitcher podbean buzzsprout any place you can find a podcast these days you can also find this show listed as insights into entertainment as well on your podcast listings uh feel free to email us right into us at comments at insights into hit us up on twitter we do accept uh dms if uh you want to send some over with suggestions or just feedback on how we're doing you can hit us at twitter.com slash insights underscore things. Um, I'm stealing all your lines here, aren't I? Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. You're next. You do all the right. rest. So you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash insights into things podcast. 
You can find us on Instagram if I ever decide to post there again uh, on Instagram.com backslash insights into things. But obviously the best place to go would be our official website, which has links to everything uh, that we do. And that is insightsintothings.com. That's it. Another one in the books. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.